All right, let's fill our mugs with our favorite Java brew, get comfy, get cozy, and let's talk about some paranormal shit. Guess who has a new investigation to discuss? That's right, Encounters with Darkness does. So a few months ago, our team has now expanded, which is fantastic. I need to do a proper introduction so you all can get very familiar with these new investigators who have joined the team because they are marvelous and each one of them brings something different to the table. But for now, I will do a very short and sweet introduction for some of the investigators who have made it on a few investigations. One being Jenna, who you all should be fairly familiar with if you are a subscriber to the YouTube channel. There was an investigation that we did at a haunted bookstore. That bookstore was and is still owned by Jenna. Now, she is no longer at that current location, but that location is still open. It is just now an apocryphy store, so definitely check it out if you are in Seymour, Indiana. If not, just to give these businesses some love. But Jenna herself is very much invested in the paranormal. She also has an amazing amount of insight when it comes to all things that are witchy. So that is definitely something that I consider a bonus for an investigative team. Up next, we have Natalie, who owns an antique shop. This is called Natalie and Dirk's Treasures. It is located in Medora, Indiana. If you happen to be in that neck of the woods, definitely check it out. There's some amazing, amazing and spooky things inside that store. Much like myself and everyone else who is one of the team members, Natalie has a passion for the paranormal and a love to find evidence of it existing. Other than that, she is very knowledgeable when it comes to antiques and oddities. Up next, we have Valerie, who brings something so refreshing and special to the team. She has a degree in psychology, so I really think of Valerie as like the voice of reason where, yes, she does have a love and interest in the paranormal, but also she has the ability to kind of assess a situation and see if this is probably just hyperactive imagination from scared people grouped together or is what's being experienced actually paranormal or possibly paranormal. In total, our team is getting very close to 20 plus members. So that is phenomenal. And I cannot wait until we can all get together and do one giant investigation. But as you know, life gets very crazy and very busy. But at least we always have a decent sized group who is able and ready to go to these places. The next amazing location that we will be checking out is Whispers Estate. And that investigation is coming up in October 2022. I am super pumped. 
we have the new SLS Connect device. So I'm so excited to put that in action in a place such as Whisper's Estate. So the last investigation that was discussed on this channel was actually when Melissa and her husband went to Salem, Massachusetts, which that video is still up on the YouTube channel. You can definitely check it out. But since then, there has been investigations and I've been holding out on you. We have went to a cemetery. We have went to a haunted woods located in Brownstown, Indiana, and that was a trip in itself. And we have also went back to the coffins. We went back to Carr High School. We have investigated a friend and a listener of the podcast, her house, and we have not discussed or uploaded all of these investigations. As you all have been able to see and hear on the podcast, we have been making so many different changes. One of that being only discussing the actual details of these investigations and our personal breakdown of what we believe we experienced, things that we believe we've captured, because we are no longer pointing these things out in our YouTube uploads of the investigations. We really, really, really want viewers at home to feel as if they are investigating along with us. And you can't really do that if you're constantly pointing everything out. So this is more encouragement to be active and engage with us. And don't be afraid to say, I think I saw something. But only doing that type of content for our monthly subscribers to the channel. The monthly subscription is very manageable. This is just a cup of coffee once a month is all that it is and you get the juicy breakdowns of insight about investigations in general as well as investigations that we have gone on but just as a gesture of good faith i will give you some juicy details about a particular episode that will not be uploaded on youtube this will be exclusive just to anyone who happens to stumble across this podcast episode. So let's dive into it. As I implied earlier, we did go and investigate someone's house. This is huge. Now, yeah, I already spilled the beans on the fact that this is not just a random person that we did not know. This is someone who we are very familiar with. She is amazing. Her name is Jasmine and I absolutely adore this girl. Since she has moved into her house, there have been so many weird happenings going on. She has a rug in her bedroom that no matter what she does, somehow, some way, this rug always ends up underneath her bed. Now she has tried, as I said, so many different things. She has put weight on the rug to prevent it from moving. And every time, it does not matter what is done, the rug will end up all the way underneath the bed. She has had things move. You know, this could be one of those situations where 
Did I move it? Maybe and just forgot, but there have been objects that have been moved. There is a bell chain that is hanging from her door that goes out into the garage. She put that up as a way to train her dogs. You know, if you need to go outside, ring the bell. But her dogs would be asleep and the bell would be ringing. Her animals have also interacted with something that she cannot see. And they are not happy about whatever it is. Now, Jasmine did do a little bit of research about her house. And it is up in age. It is one of the older homes of Brownstown, Indiana. For the longest time that it has been in existence, it had one owner in particular who lived there for a good chunk of their adult life and into their elderly age. This gentleman did pass away and he did not pass away in his house. But sometimes in the paranormal community, we believe that spirits will go back to a place that they felt most comfortable and happy in when they were alive. This would have been this man's house. He was very much a home buddy. He often smoked cigars. That is one of the, you know, things that have been reported as cigar smell. I have pointed out several times before though, and I will always point this out, that when you have any type of wood in your home, wood has these little microscopic pockets that can harbor and collect odors. And every once in a while, the wood can expand and this can release some of those smells that are trapped inside. So is that what's happening? Who knows? But the man did smoke and he smoked outside, or we believe he smoked outside, which would be why the bells on the door were ringing as frequently as they were. If he was an outside smoker, then he was constantly going in and out of that door and boom. Yeah, that's where the, the bells ringing, I, I do believe, would be coming from. So just a, a, a cool little connecting the dots theory there. Now, as we were conducting the investigation, it, there was kind of a weird, odd feeling in the house, but I can't say that that was actually the house or if that was just the excitement of doing an investigation at someone's home and also the nervousness of doing it at someone's home where they're currently living. So if anything was to be provoked, not that that is ever an intention, but if something was to be provoked, what are we leaving the family with to deal with? So that's kind of a stress. So was it all of this building up or was it the house itself? I'm not quite sure. But there wasn't anything that was actually captured as something that we could present as full-blown evidence. There was a weird EVP recording session that we did with a voice recorder where we would ask a question, the voice recorder would start to record, but when we played back that portion of the recording, you would hear us ask the question, and then it would just be this crazy amount of static that would be recorded. So that was a little weird, but that would have been the only evidence captured at this location. So not saying that 
this house is not haunted, but not saying that it is. There's a lot of weird things that do go on, but is there also a logical explanation for these weird happenings? Well, that's up to you to decide. So this pretty much brings us back up to speed. So if you are interested in hearing all about the other locations that we have went to that we have not discussed yet, please subscribe to the channel. It helps out so much. This is what we use to pay for other locations as well as equipment. So we cannot do this without your help. And we thank you all so much for listening and for subscribing. Until next time, stay creepy.